When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. Hey, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Just two games in the NHL. Detroit leads Ottawa 1-0 late in the second period. Rangers and Chicago early second period tied 1-1. World Junior semifinals tomorrow. Canada is going to play the Czech Republic. Sweden up against the United States. CFL activity today. Brandon Zilstra no longer. A member of your Edmonton Eskimos. I think we saw this coming. He signs with the Minnesota Vikings of the NFL. DeAnthony Batiste, offensive lineman for the Eskimos, signs a two-year contract extension. Zach Caleros, now a Saskatchewan Rough Rider, traded from Hamilton for the 10th overall pick in the CFL draft. That is, uh, I think, anyway, a good move for the Riders. Good discussion on the Oilers, who are going to play tomorrow. 5.30 face-off show, 7 o'clock puck drop against Anaheim. The Oilers will try to salvage a win out of this four-game homestand. Uh, enjoy talking about the team with you. Uh, hey, when they're doing poorly, I don't know if there's really a, a, a wrong area of criticism. Some people criticize the manager. Some people criticize the coach. Some people criticize uh, parts of the uh, special teams. I think there's some relevance to all of them. I, I would, uh, you can probably debate uh, how much uh, percentage you put on each area, but the, they've, they've, they've all been weaknesses to some area. Um, and it's been, I mean, I mentioned the goal differentials. They, they Six times in 40 games, the Oilers have lost by four or more goals. Only happened twice all of last year. Four times they've won by four or more goals. That matches their total from all of last year when they had a much better record. So getting the extremes with this team, and uh, you know, I think a year ago probably a lot of you thought Peter Shirelli was okay. And now clearly some of you uh, want him gone as general manager. What he does here in the near future going to be critical, extremely critical in my mind. Reed Wilkins, 6.30 chat, Inside Sports, it's 7.08. I am happy to welcome to the show a gentleman by the name of Lauren Weber. Lauren, you're on with Reed. Thanks for making time for me tonight. How are you doing? Good. Thanks for having me, Reed. Yeah, I, I, I'm great. It's it's great to talk to you. And uh, you are the uh, captain of a hockey team called the Edmonton Seahawks. And we should clarify that Seahawks is spelled S E E. H-A-W-K-S. I'll let you give the, the intro and the bare bones. Why is the team called that? Who are the Edmonton Seahawks? Well, the Edmonton Seahawks are a team of blind and low-vision uh, hockey players who um, we uh, are playing 
in a uh, a league with other teams who are blind and visually impaired. And so it's a um, you know division of hockey, uh, disabled hockey called blind hockey, and um, it is played with a a couple of modifications to uh, make it easier for those of us with lower no vision to to play. Um, so it's uh, primarily it's the puck is the big difference. So uh, it, if you were to come watch one of our games, it looks just like regular hockey. If you, you look at the players and the the uh, plays and stuff like that, you'll recognize it for for regular hockey. But the, you'll notice a big difference when you look at the puck. You'll actually hear the puck first because it's actually a metal puck that's hollow and has ball bearings in it. And so it makes a, a loud racket going down the ice. Um, I have one uh, metal puck right with me right here. You can hear kind of what it's oh, wow, like. Okay. But it's, uh, I, I don't want to uh, make it too loud for you. So it uh, so it's very oh, loud. You, Everybody can hear it on the ice. Lauren, you can put it up a little put it up a little bit closer to the phone and give it a rattle. Okay. All right. Interesting. All right. So that's so that's yeah, the so one big and, and it's large, much larger than a normal puck. That's correct. It's about five inches across and about two inches uh, thick, so it's um, a little bit larger. So the the most of the players actually on the ice are can see a little bit, so they're visually impaired. They have uh, up to about ten percent vision, so that's about twenty over two hundred uh, visual acuity. So they can see a little bit. Um, so the and the the way they break it down is it's usually the forward players uh, forwards who are uh, are you know about ten percent vision. Um, and then our defense have a little bit less, they have a 5% vision. And then it's the goalies, um, like myself, who are usually the totally blind ones. Okay. And then, so we have a couple of modifications, so that the puck is, is the biggest one. And then um, there's a couple of, uh, the, the nets are a tiny bit shorter than regulation, just because that puck, when it gets in the air, doesn't make any noise. So uh, the, just to help the, the goalies out a little bit, they lower the nets a little bit. And then um, there's, a, there's a few minor rule modifications for, you know, plays and stuff like that too. Okay, Lauren. So you're so you're the goalie, and, and you can't you can't see it all. Is that accurate? That's correct. I am totally blind. I have no light perception. Okay. So how did you first get involved in in uh, in blind in the blind hockey league as as you call it? I mean, was this? Um, I mean, because I assume this is an excellent source of sort of camaraderie and togetherness for the guys as well. So how did, how did you first get involved? Absolutely. I first came, I didn't know really much about it until about five years ago when they uh, they brought it here to Edmonton. The, our uh, local blind sports organization, ASRAB, the Alberta Blind Sports Association for the Blind, um, they came and uh, introduced it to kind of uh, a bit of a revival actually back here to Edmonton. The, uh, we had the, the Edmonton Seahawks uh, team had actually been uh, up and running and playing back in the 90s uh, around then uh, for a while. And then uh, they ran into some, some uh, trouble and, and couldn't get enough players to, to kind of uh, keep it going uh, in after that. And, but they brought it back in the 2013. So I had actually, um, I'd never heard of it really before. Um, and I was kind of missing it because that was actually my all-time favorite sport growing up uh, uh, before I lost my sight. So I lost my sight when I was a teenager. And um, but you know, what what happened, I, Lauren? If you don't mind me asking. Absolutely. I 
so I was born with uh, with full sight. Um, I had you know glasses and contacts, those kind of things. But with that, I was you know corrected to normal sight. And so I, uh, like most kids, I you know played hockey, local you know uh, shinny hockey. Uh, I lived pretty close to a hockey rink in my little hometown, and um, so I, I did that. Uh, you know every chance I got in winter, and and um, you know I, I didn't have the best eyesight, but I you know I, I could. Uh, you know, make plays and, you know, get and receive passes and all that kind of stuff. And um, so when I started losing my sight and lost it totally, uh, I, you know, I didn't know anything about blind hockey and it wasn't, you know, uh, available back then to uh, where I was living. So, um, you know, we, uh, I, I thought that was something that I was, wasn't going to be able to uh, pursue anymore until so five years ago when Azra brought it back to Edmonton. And uh, I've been loving it ever since. Lauren Weber joining us. He's with the Edmonton Seahawks. They play in the uh, in the blind hockey league here uh, here in Edmonton. Okay, so I'm curious, Lauren. You, you, like you mentioned, obviously the puck. So it's larger. It's metal. It makes noise. Um, but you mentioned you know you're you're blind. A lot of the the guys you know can't see very much. So is there? But there's you know there's a lot of players on the ice and there's a lot going on in hockey. So what else? Yeah happens to sort of reduce collisions and keep it organized is there uh, there must be a lot of verbal cues are the coaches cited or uh, how does it work well yeah uh well, the, the coaches are are cited but you know they um uh, as far as cues and stuff like that they you know they're uh, no matter what there's going to be a few collisions here and there kind of thing you got a, a lot of people that can't see very well you know going at high speeds they you know there, there's there's going to be some uh some collisions so so it, it is supposed to be uh, uh non-contact uh, hockey but you know how that goes and you know there's naturally a little bit of right of uh <laughs> of uh, uh stuff gets, here and there it's intense right exactly so uh but they um most of the rule modifications are uh are there to just to help the play uh go on and and help with uh getting everybody involved in the play and and helping with you know so everyone knows uh, what's going on on the ice, kind of thing? Um, you know, the your forwards, as I mentioned, are are the people that have kind of the most vision on the ice. So they're the ones that you know making the 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 plays in the offensive zone. And you know, um, you know, of course, everyone is helping out too. But you know, they're they're the ones that can see the most. So they they can you know uh, obviously uh, skate around other players that have lower vision. Um, so that's where somebody who has very low vision or, or none like myself, uh, that's why goalie is actually the perfect spot for us because um, we can, you know, we're staying right at the net um, and, you know, we can use the net as kind of a, a, a focal point and, you know, we don't have to move away from that and that's our, we always right. know where we are kind of thing. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, so so that whereas the, the, the low vision players, they can see, you know, uh, enough to you know get around uh, you know see where you know which end of the ice is which and you know when they cross the the red or the blue and and you know where their you know benches and all that kind of stuff. So Lauren, so so you're with the Edmonton Seahawks. You mentioned there's a league, uh, but but I mean, who do you play against? Is this in Edmonton? Do you have to travel around Alberta a little bit? I'm curious about the the participation and, and the competition. Absolutely, the we. we Right now in Edmonton, like we're one team out of one team kind of thing. So, you know, the only people we really have to play against is ourselves. 
so you know during our our practices and that kind of thing. Um, so we just split the the team up and, and do that. So, but if we actually want to compete against other teams, that's where we have to travel. So there's uh, there's uh, about five uh, to seven teams in Canada here. Uh, most of the major cities have one. Um, there uh, every year we go down to Red Deer and the Calgary blind hockey team comes up to Red Deer and we do a, a, a kind of a battle of Alberta uh, there. Oh, nice. And okay. uh, also once a year uh, we go out to uh, uh, to Toronto actually and uh, it's a national blind hockey tournament from the uh, uh, put on by the National Blind uh, Hockey Association and um, so they put on a, a national tournament actually international tournament pardon me because um uh, we get uh, a bunch of teams coming up from the U.S. as well. So uh, there's team, you know, all over Canada and the U.S. And we're actually playing in the, where the old uh, in the old Maple Leaf Gardens where the Leafs used to play. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah so sorry. When uh, is that's that? A lot of fun. When when is that? So that uh, it's it's usually uh, in March okay. uh, every year. So it's coming up. It's actually going to be Easter weekend uh, this year. Cool. It's actually streamed online, so you can go to. Um, blindicehockey.com and watch us uh you know uh play there's you know awesome play by play and and uh you can see uh everything going on there lord inevitably whenever i do a segment like this there's somebody listening who has a brother coworker relative friend who you know maybe uh maybe is blind or has low vision and and might want to get involved how do you, how can people find out more about the, about the Edmonton Seahawks do you guys got a website or somebody uh they absolutely. can email or check in with absolutely uh they can do you know uh so they there is a uh, a website they can go to it's edmontonseahawks.com and member seahawks of s e e hawks.com and uh so there there's our our con- they can get a hold of us uh that way if they want uh, we're also we have a, a Facebook page as well. Just search for Edmonton Seahawks on Facebook. Um, they, they can go to our, our uh, the Alberta Blind Sports uh, website, uh, asrab a s r a b dot a b dot c a, and get a hold of us that way. So right on. Okay, one one more quick one. Dare I ask if anybody on your team is a really good penalty killer? <laughs> I, I know who to send them to, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Lord, uh, this was great. Thanks for telling us about, about blind hockey, about the Edmonton Seahawks, and again, that's C-S-E-E, if people want to Google that or go to the website. Uh, really cool story. We'll, we'll have to talk again around the time you guys go to the tournament uh, uh, in, in Toronto, because I, I hope you got some new fans tonight. I really appreciate Absolutely. you checking in, Lauren. Thank you very much. That is Lauren Weber from the Edmonton Seahawks. Man, that is really cool. I love how he explained uh, how they play, the positions, the modifications of the puck. You heard him shake it uh, next to the phone. That, that's that's so cool uh, what that team does and, and and allowing people to to stay involved in the great game of hockey. It is 7:20. It's Inside Sports on Chet. This is Cam Talbot from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chet. All right, well, you know, I, I really love having stories like that on the show. And, and Lauren Weber, you could hear how passionate he, about, uh, he is about it. And, hey, that's something I didn't know a lot about uh, either. I, I heard some stuff about it. Jack Haskins from Global did a story a couple months ago 
Uh, the Edmonton Seahawks, uh, they it's a, a blind hockey team. So the players like Lorne are either completely, pardon me, are either completely blind or can see very, very little. They get out there with a, an oversized metal puck that makes a lot of noise. And they play hockey, and they have a great time. So that was uh, really cool to have uh, Lauren on the show. Love uh, getting stories like that out there. Hope you enjoyed it as well. Here's what's uh, going on NHL tonight. Updating that scoreboard one more time. Red Wings one nothing over the Senators after two. Now 2-2 Blackhawks and Rangers. That's with eight minutes left in the second period. The Edmonton Oil Kings are hosting the Vancouver Giants. Early on, only nine minutes in, it's already 2-0 for the Giants. Tyler Benson, Oilers draft pick, Edmonton kid, with his 15th of the season. Uh, that was at 727. They added another one at 854. So the Oil Kings have been doing a little better lately in tough already tonight. The Oilers are searching for answers. Uh, Todd McClellan was asked about the team trying to stay confident, trying to believe. Well, the belief system is uh, one of the most important systems a team can have we can talk about power play penalty kill all that type of stuff but you've got to believe in in what you're doing and uh you got to believe that you can make uh the system play the line combinations the partners um work you can't poke holes in it you got to find ways to mend it and uh, our uh, our belief system has taken a a bit of a hit certainly in the penalty kill area and uh, and that has an effect when we started here three years ago, one of the things that we talked about right off the bat was building that up and, and making it stronger and holding your hand a little bit longer. Uh, we're going to have to lean on that a little bit right now. Uh, but the players today, I met with one of them last night after the game, and I said, you know what, there, there hasn't been many times when I left the rink and uh, wasn't completely sure, clear where we were going to go the next morning. Uh, last night was one of them. I had to, I had to spend a lot of time sitting in my chair at home trying to think it through. Um, you know, how we were going to approach the group, what type of uh, delivery it was going to be, uh, was it going to be individual, team, what the practice was going to look like, where we were going to focus our energy. Um, usually when I'm in, stepping into my car and leaving the rink, win or lose, despite the effort, I have a pretty good, clear vision of where it's going it took me a while last night and and part of that had to go to the belief system there's a lot of guys that were down last night and uh rightfully so but um you only get to pout for a little while and then you got to get back up and and pull yourself out of the mud and get going again that was a a message i delivered early uh, in practice today i thought again they showed up and they worked well, I mean, they are working, but the results uh, certainly consistently haven't been there. We'll see if anything pays off for the Oilers tomorrow. Furnace Family Oilers Hockey will start at 5.30 with the face-off show. The game against the Ducks will commence at 7. Furnace Family, Edmonton's Furnace Replacement Experts, call 7804-FAMILY or visit FurnaceFamily.com. Well, this is going to be fun. Making his annual appearance on Inside Sports, acclaimed local actor Eric Johnson about to appear in what I simply call the dirty movie, Fifty Shades Freed, which comes out next month. Eric, standing by. This is Mark Letestu from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chet. Halo 
going on the lead guitar. Hold on, it's coming. That's a beauty. People born after 1984 just, just don't know what they're missing. My name is Reed Wilkins. This is Inside Sports on Oilers and Eskimos Radio 630 Chet. Quick intro for our uh, next guest. And if you've probably heard him before, but I'll quickly tell the story for a little bit of context. So I started doing Oilers games uh, five, five seasons ago. And there was this uh, dude on Twitter who would sometimes tweet after games, be like, uh, Hey, Reed, that well, that was bad. What happened? Hey, Reed, I'm really frustrated. Hey, Reed, are you as handsome in real life as you are in your Twitter photo? And, and this guy had this really striking black and white photo, hair slicked back, like piercing eyes, looking at the camera. And I thought to myself, like, who is this guy with this intense photo? Like, what does he think? He's like an actor or something? So I finally clicked on his bio, and I was like, oh, yeah, he actually is, is an actor, and he's actually from Edmonton. So... I DM'd them. I'm like, you gotta come on my show. So now, Eric uh, Eric Johnson's in the studio. You've been on five or six times. It's been beautiful every time. Uh, your career is going incredible. Thanks a lot for coming in. Thanks for having me again. This is like an annual holiday tradition for me. I love it. As the uh, Simpsons said, it started as a yearly custom and soon became an annual tradition. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Thanks for having me, Reed. Yeah, good to see you. Uh, I heard you went to the uh, Oilers game recently. I did. Um, I'm trying not to remember a lot of it for uh, the sake of my own sanity. I was at the New Year's game. Oh, that was a uh, that was a wonderful, wonderful uh, event to be at. It's a beautiful stadium. Have you been in there? It's lovely. <laughs> I've been to Rocky's yeah. place a couple Have times. Have you been in there? It's lovely. Was that? It's it wasn't lovely. your first time, was it? No, I'd been to a preseason game uh, last year, um, and but this is my first regular season game. And uh, I showed up, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is going to sound weird to say you were at the worst of the worst of the two five nothing games. Yeah, I know. As as painful as last night's was, it yeah. was a lot more interesting <laughs> for the first forty minutes. But, yeah, no, uh, that was a sad one. But the uh, the uh, pierogi nachos are delicious. If you get a chance to have them while you're there, they're delicious. It's all good. All right. <laughs> Uh, so just again, your quick history. You, you grew up uh, in uh, in Edmonton. Uh, you started acting as as a teen, right, or even a pre, were you nine yeah. or something? Uh, I think I was eleven when 11? I started okay. doing theater here in town. Yeah, Legends of the Fall would be your first big movie that mm-hmm. people would know. You've been on tons of TV shows, uh, Rookie Blue, Flash Gordon, The Nick. I'm just going off the top of my head. Some of your highlights. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now you were, last year were in Fifty Shades Darker. It's correct, As sir. I like to call it, the naughty movie. The naughty movie. And now you're in the naughty movie. Fifty Shades Free. <laughs> Fifty exactly. Shades Free. Yes. Uh, coming out February 9th in theaters everywhere. You play Jack Hyde. Mm-hmm. Would, how would you summarize uh, Jack Hyde in a couple of sentences if people haven't seen Fifty Shades Darker or read the books? Worst boss ever. <laughs> that pretty much sums it up. You know, the guy who didn't get the sexual harassment work uh, memo at the workplace uh, is kind of unhinged and uh, then gets a little uh, intense and maybe with a little murdery vibe. I, You know, like we got to see where this goes, but that's definitely where the last movie left us off. Well, I went and saw Fifty Shades Darker in the theater. Lo- loved your performance, though, yes, I don't think I'd, I'd be friends with Jack Hyde no, necessarily. Uh, and certainly the last we see of Jack Hyde in the film indicates... He's not in a good place. No, not in a and, good place. And may want to hurt some people in this next film. He was in Am a I very, giving away too much? No, I don't think so. I think he was in a very <laughs> dark place at the end of Fifty Shades Darker. How, how do you like playing a bit of a creeper? 
Yeah, you know what? I think uh, for whatever reason, people look at my face and said, that's the guy that we want to play this horrible human being. And I get it a lot, and I play a lot of bad guys, and I've just sort of embraced it. I, I'm going to be the horrible, sexually harassing boss, or the guy who cheats on his girlfriend, or, you know, you know whatever it is, I am that guy, apparently. Coming up on CBC in uh, February 26th, I'll be playing a horrible drug dealer guy. So, um, you know, it's I, I just play that. That's, that's my thing. Well, that's another exciting thing. So you got the CBC miniseries. It's called Caught. Yes. Uh, well, how many episodes are we looking at there? That's five episodes. It's going to start premiering right after the Olympics. Uh, I had a blast shooting this. I got to shoot it in Newfoundland and the Dominican Republic. Wow. And it was awesome. It's like two extremes. Uh, you know, we were shooting uh, June 1st there in Newfoundland, and it was uh, zero. And then shooting in Dominican uh, two months later, and it was uh, 42 degrees. So uh, it was an amazing, uh, amazing experience. Uh, Alan Hocko, who uh, people will know from Republic of Doyle and Frontier, uh, was the uh, writer and star of it. And uh, Paul Gross is in it. Uh, Anuko Kuma. Uh, it's just, it's a fantastic cast. And it's actually, it turned out to be one of the best experiences of my career. Just a great group of people. And... And maybe part of it was like at the end of the day, you get to go and sit in the pool and have a beer in, in the Dominican. Maybe that was one of the reasons. <laughs> but, nice reward. Uh, it's, it's, uh, if you've never been to Newfoundland, I highly recommend it. Uh, it there isn't a, a nicer group of people on the planet. And uh, it was a wonderful experience. So let me ask you this, Eric. You're, I mean, these, these Fifty Shades movies are, are huge. Like, I mean, the fan base for the books and for the films are huge. Mm -hmm. uh, what, 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 if anything, is the difference between shooting a TV show and, and a Hollywood film? I mean, would, I, would, would an average guy like me walk on the set and be like, oh, wow, this is really different than before? Or what, what would you say? I think the biggest difference in your day is just how much you do in a, in, a, in a film especially a hollywood film you have a bit of a, a more lenient schedule and dodging paparazzi whereas you know shooting a shooting a television show you move a lot faster and you're typically not dodging any paparazzi on the way to work so it's okay. uh, it's a, it's a little different and especially 50 shades which is like this worldwide phenomena that you know kind of caught fire so do everywhere. you find and not that and again not that you haven't been in stuff mm -hmm. but do you find things have changed for you now with recognition and and everything with being in the 50 shades films totally i, I mean in in a lot of ways yeah um i think i think i had 2500 instagram followers and then it uh, and i really didn't use it and then it was announced that i was in the movie uh and before we even started shooting and it was 10,000 by the end of the week and uh, it just kept growing from there and it, what amazed me is it was an in, it's a, such an international fan base and, and uh, I, I've never felt more loved from around the world despite playing such an awful human being they're, they're very kind and uh, welcoming, me, welcoming me into this, uh, this franchise, they've been really great So the, the readers of the book seem happy with your interpretation of, of Mr. Hyde? Uh, if they aren't, I'm not seeing it. The ones that are, uh, <laughs> uh, all the angry people are, are 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 not telling me in person, which is nice. Do, do you read reviews, especially when a big Hollywood thing like that comes out? Uh, I try not to read too many. Uh, there was some good ones, and and you know what? I think the whole thing about these films is is you're going in to have a good time, and there's. Uh, I think there's there's also a big part of wanting the fans to be happy about 
these and these movies and, and and including the things in the books that people were most excited about and I know just from the reaction of fans uh, there was a fan event uh, in LA last year at the premiere and I have never seen a group of people more excited to see a movie and they came out of that film just screaming and having a lot of fun and that's really what you can only hope for. Well that's going to be rewarding if yeah. you see people come out with smiles and they feel satisfied yeah, or, absolutely. or thrilled with what they saw or enjoyed enjoyed the way the book was, was translated yeah. to the screen. Somebody texted it and I, I think every time you've been on someone has asked this so we better just get it out of the okay. way. Well this no this is not what you think it's going to be. Legends of the Fall uh, who were you? You were the bear. Oh, no, wait. No, sorry. I wasn't the bear. Uh, no, I, I played uh, uh, Brad Pitt's character as a teenager. So I got in a fight with the bear right at the beginning of the movie. Uh, and that, you know, was a pretty uh, impactful experience in my life. Being 14 years old and running around the foothills of southern Alberta with a 1,400-pound grizzly bear is a pretty cool way to miss school. And... Uh, <laughs> And it's like from that moment on, I'm like, I don't know why I'd want to ever do anything else because this is so much better than math class. We, I, I mean, I, I always bring up Legends of the Fall, and I sometimes always think is like, should I bring up something you you did longer ago? Because you're an artist and you're always pushing forward. But I also think that's one that resonates with people. Sure. Huge cast. I mean, I remember a blockbuster when I was working there. People were renting it all the time. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> no, it's you know, it's something that I'm, I'm I'm happy about. It was it was a big moment in my life. So yeah, for sure, that's all good. All right. So when you're in the, the Fifty Shades movies, and I think you, you thought I was going to ask a different question from the text line, um, how um, are, are you? I'll just ask it this way: Are you are, are, are you in any sexually graphic scenes? Am, am I? Uh, uh, I wasn't in Darker, which I'm sure you were relieved when you were in the audience, Reed. <laughs> Uh, I know. I think that's what you said to me in a text message immediately after. I'm I think really, that was my first message. Really yes. glad I didn't have to see more of you. <laughs> and uh, well, you'll have to wait and see okay. in in Fifty Shades Freed whether I'm I've, whether I'm fully freed and liberated. Oh wow, that's an excellent way to put it. <laughs> Are you comfortable if there's a scene where you got to be you know in your gaunch? I think I'm or old shirtless. Enough, I think I'm old enough now where I just don't care anymore. You right. know, there was a moment where <laughs> it was the worst thing that could happen, and now I'm just like, I don't care. Maybe this is as good as it's going to get from here on in, so I might as well, right? <laughs> might as well just go for it. This could be this could be as good as it gets. It's diminishing returns from here on in. Eric Johnson joining us uh, in studio. He's in the upcoming movie uh, Fifty Shades Freed in the upcoming CBC miniseries uh, Caught. Uh, somebody just texted back, boy, bears are tough. And they spelled tough, T-U-F-F. Nice. Yeah, so <laughs> that's classic. Uh, can you stick around to the top of the hour? Absolutely. If, if, you, if you have any questions for an uh, uh, actor who's a huge Oilers fan, uh, and, or if you're a Fifty Shades fan, or anything, to, uh, text in to Eric, 630-630. We're coming right back. This is Adarius Bowman from your Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. All right, thanks all for tuning in tonight. Inside Sports on 630 Chad. Oilers game tomorrow. Coverage starts at 530. Some guests on the show get gift certificates to Northern Chicken. Enjoy down south comfort food, music, southern hospitality in the Rumpus Room at Northern Chicken, 10704, 124th Street. My name is Reed Wilkins. Eric Johnson is in studio. Was it Eric J. Johnson, 79, on Twitter? That's correct, Reed. Oh, I didn't turn your mic on. But I, 
Absolutely. I was correct. Uh, Senators and Red Wings tied 1-1 in the third. Hawks and Rangers 2-2 after two. Oil Kings trailing Vancouver 2-0 after the first period. So we're catching up with Eric uh, Johnson, uh, Edmonton kid. Well, you're a man now, but you know what I mean. Uh, you were an Edmonton kid in Fifty Shades Freed in Cot. What was this junior you were in? This was kind of interesting. Uh, junior is a is a, a web series, short form series I did uh, last year that came out on. Uh, it's on Facebook Watch. It's on Vice, and it's uh, it's also on a streaming app called Black Pills. Oh, and neat. So it's all short form. It, it's uh, each episode is about ten minutes long. And uh, I play another not very nice guy, uh, but also you know sometimes semi-clothed. So if you know anybody's in the market for that, which maybe one or I, maybe none, or maybe well, that's, there's fourteen people listening, yeah, maybe yeah, a couple. Yeah, yeah. but that's, so that's uh, called that's, Junior. Yeah, I was very proud of that. That was actually a great experience uh, working with director Zoe Casavetti's. And uh, it was a new experience. I'd never done anything in that in that uh, you know short form or web series kind of uh, world before, and it was yeah, it was really interesting. I mean, give me a sense of, and I and I think this is a, 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 a there's a sports angle to this too, right? Because the coach directs the players. Mm-hmm. You obviously have worked with dozens of of different directors, even sometimes on the same TV series. Different episodes will have different directors. Is is it can it be an adjustment to get used to different to a different director or, or how does that work for I actor? think absolutely. I mean everybody has their own way of working and and uh, how they want the day to go and and some people are better communicators than others. So uh, right. the the poor communicators it can be a challenge or, or you know if you're not seeing eye to eye and and it's I've had that on you know, uh, being on a series and somebody comes in and, and you're not seeing eye to eye, and it can be quite frustrating. And you know, I, I can I can sympathize. You know, if you're if you're if you're dealing with a coach or and things aren't going well, and uh, even though you've got a great job and you're really happy and you're thankful for it, it's still frustrating at the end of the day because you're not you're not going home satisfied or feeling like you did a good job or maybe you're not getting the the day on schedule or on time which is really what you know our days are about is like making sure you get everything shot and and hopefully everybody's happy but it's not always the case and it can be it can be a downer it can be lots of downers there yeah yeah how many times will you so it's just so you'd say one of the 50 shades movies so you're, yeah. you're doing this in, in 50 shades darker there's a scene where you become uh threatening with uh, anastasia right mm-hmm. in, in the in the office yeah. people have seen the movie you kind of close the door so she can't leave and and say some not so nice things how many times will you sh- will you shoot that how many uh, is that called a take am i using the right lingo yeah. how many N- takes will you have? How, well there's you know there's different takes there's different angles and but we spent we spent a day on that scene so, really yeah wow. so sort of the entrance exit all of that and uh and that's not uncommon but it was uh you know we got a lot of great angles on there we had a lot of fun uh despite the fact that i was being an awful person but i will say this about 50 shades uh we worked really fast we worked uh incredibly fast we weren't there you know for 16 17 hours which can happen okay uh sometimes and so it was a really efficient set uh it kept the mood light despite the heavy and sometimes awkward subject matter so it was that was actually despite how horrible i had to be to uh poor dakota it was uh it was actually a a fun job to go and do (laughs) Right, because you're you're quite awful to her in that. Oh scene. yeah, use language you shouldn't direct at a at anybody. at anybody at, at anybody, anybody quite frankly. Ever. Uh, you know. uh, so are you able to do a take and be like, ah, see, this is kind of. I try to I try to keep it light until like the cameras are actually rolling, you know, yeah. like rehearsals. It's all it's all fun, and I'm being a weirdo, and sometimes that means doing it in a silly voice just so it doesn't get too 
too ridiculous or too heavy too soon because it's once you're in it, it's not necessarily the most enjoyable thing. Uh, the, this uh, texter says, uh, "Could you talk about your experience with the grizzly bear? Oilers are toast. I can tell you would rather not talk about them." <laughs> well, that's not true. It's just it's not often we get a Hollywood actor in studio. We, we, so, let's let's first let's talk about the penalty kill. I don't know if Eric's uh, gonna fix the penalty kill in the last five minutes of the show, but. Uh, <laughs> I've been I've I've got some charts with me, Reed. Yeah, I've been working on this. Present something tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Todd had a guest on the show yeah. last night. He's in Fifty he Shades. Fixed it. He's he in Fifty it. Shades, Freed. Yeah, Fifty <laughs> percent Freed. That could be uh, the his penalty kill. <laughs> uh, uh, working with the bear was amazing. Uh, I mean, it was a Bart the bear was a famous bear. Uh, he was in the movie The Bear as the bear. Oh yeah, uh, and uh, was an incredible animal. Uh, one of the things that they told me is don't make direct eye contact with the thing. So the first oh, thing geez. that happened is they had put us up on these risers, so there was actually a pit between us with a with an electric wire, and the bear knew like not to go around the electric wires because, and it was just you know like they do with cattle or whatever, and and uh, really well behaved bear. And I said, first thing is just don't make eye contact with it. So they put us up on these risers, and we were separated by a tree. But when you go up on the riser, there's a fork in the tree right between the two of us. And I'm staring at this 1,400-pound grizzly bear. And uh, direct eye contact totally did not get that direction or was not listening. And the director kept telling me, go, you know, step forward. I'm like, okay. Who, who directed that again? Uh, Ed Zwick. Okay, right, yeah. yeah. He also did a film, Glory. Yep. Uh, uh, it was um, 30-something, one of one of their uh, showrunners. And uh, and he's like, move closer. And I said, okay. And he goes, no, move closer. I'm like, yep. And my brain was thinking I was totally moving, right. but my feet were looking at this 1,400 grizzly pound grizzly bear, and n- I was literally not moving at all. My feet were like survival instincts took over, and it was like, no, do not walk towards that giant, terrifying animal. But it was awesome. He was oh, like he was well. like a gigantic Newfoundlander dog is really what he was like. <laughs> right. But you know, was there always his handler? Like oh yeah! Right close. Oh yeah! And always talking without... to him. It was amazing to watch the two work. It was uh, there was a a, a a documentary they did on on I think Discovery that Brad Pitt actually narrated about the two of them, uh, and their relationship was pretty special. That was that was pretty amazing to watch. You know what, Eric? We're running out of time. Uh, next next year we'll have to do a full hour if you have time. Oh yeah. And and people can text in about your Hallmark movies, and and by that time they'll have seen Fifty Shades Freed, and they'll hate you even more. We can be talking about how the Oilers are having a record-breaking season. I at hope that so. Time. I hope so. It's a total turnaround yeah. by this time next year. Connor McDavid's on point on uh, pace for two hundred points. Well, penalty awesome. kills at ninety-seven percent. So so February ninth. February ninth is Fifty Shades Freed, and then after the Olympics on CBC. February twenty sixth is caught. February twenty sixth is caught, and that's a five part, five part, five one hours, or there are a couple five one hours, and it's I gotta say it's it's totally different from what you would expect on on CBC. It's not uh, it's not Road to Heavenly. It's it's uh, sex snow job, sex drugs and rock and roll, man. It's it all takes place in the seventies, and it's uh it's it's pretty fun. Were you in an episode of Alcatraz? We got a texture named Dustin asking. I was well done, listener. I absolutely was in a, I think the show only lasted less than a season before it was canceled, but I did one of those. That was fun. Eric, it's a pleasure to have you in studio uh, again on Twitter. You're Eric J Johnson 79 and the, you need more Instagram followers cuz you're only in the 10,000s. So follow No, her. it's uh, 75 now, so Oh. Yeah. 
It's kicking, it's kicking gotta, Twitter's butt right now, so get on there, Twitter. Thanks so much for coming in, buddy. All the best with the new movie. Thanks so much, Reed. Inside Sports on Chad. I'll talk to you at 5.30 tomorrow for the Oilers game. 6.30 Chad, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.